And MLM Rebel is a new breed of network marketer, smarter, truly independent, and free. MLM Rebels wage war against the soul-sucking corporate world and against networkers who would rather preserve doctrine than helping people get results. MLM Rebels recognize when the world changes and changes with it. MLM Rebels don't believe in duplicating things that no longer work and would rather work without a safety net than within the confines of one. MLM Rebels are only involved in opportunities that give everyone an equal playing field instead of a top-heavy one. We don't care about the sacred cows of MLM, we don't care about the industry, and we do not care about the way it's always been done. We care about people following their gut. We care about people being able to quit their jobs now. We care about people being with their family instead of their boss every day. We care about people being with their family instead of their team all day. We care about people living free. We believe a truly free networker has multiple streams of income. We believe a truly free networker's creativity isn't shackled by their company's contract. We believe a truly free network marketer actually knows how to market and that they run their business like a real business. MLM Rebels prioritize faith, family, business, sacrifice sacred cows, build their own empires, never rebel against each other, and change the world. MLM Rebels know they are not confined by doctrine, not stifled by the past, and know they are one business away. My name is Zach Spear, and welcome to MLM Rebels. Hey, what's up, everyone? Zach here. Hope you're having an amazing day. Hey, today I'm going to be talking very briefly. It's not going to be a long episode whatsoever, but this is going to be so important. It's probably one of the most important lessons that you could grasp. Um, It's very, very simple, which is why it's so short, but this is the reason that you'll have a system or a funnel that works versus one that you don't, that doesn't work. So the, the lesson, the bottom line lesson is to make decisions based on numbers, not based on your emotions. Okay. I'll give you a quick, quick example. We uh, coach a gal on our team personally. She's an amazing, amazing person, amazing gal, great business mind, um, has done very well for herself in, uh, in the, uh, in the online business space. And she, uh, we're going to go back maybe a few months and, uh, she had a funnel that was, um, you know, that was going. And she basically told us like, you know, she, and she recruited a fair amount of people with the funnel. And she was like, you know, Zach, Ashley, man, this, this, this funnel sucks. Um, all the people that I'm getting with it, I I don't really like working with these people. Um, it's not my, it's not my ideal, you know, type of person, blah, blah, blah. So she's kind of telling us how, you know, how basically poor the results are from this particular funnel. And so we're like, okay, well, let's see, right? Let's take a look. So can you share with us your stats? And we told her the stats we're looking for. Give us the, you know, the cost per acquisition of a rep. Um, give us how much you make per rep, cost per lead, just basic stuff. And she's like, well, I don't really have it. I'm like, okay. So we put together a spreadsheet with her and said, okay, these are the stats that we need, you know, cost per lead, opt-in rates, cost per acquisition, average order value. You know, these are the things that we need. Um, and if you could break them up by week, you know, let's just do that. So she says, okay. So it takes her a little while to actually to put these stats together. So she puts the stats together. And by the way, she has an amazing, amazing team, by the way. Like she has lots of great people that she has on a team that she loves working with. But one of her funnels was in her mind attracting people that she didn't like working with. So we, um, so a few weeks later, we come back, we look at her statistics. We crunch all the numbers down and we look at it and... She's getting a mind-blowing, mind-blowing cost per application. Like under $5, I believe, was the number. Under five bucks. It was crazy. Um, to give you context, you know, we've got, you know, we, like we've got people with an application rate of $100 or more, and um, they're still making a really good profit. 
And so her application rate's five bucks. I'm like, holy crap. And I'm looking at her close rate, I'm looking at all these numbers. I'm like, this is insanity, right? This is really, really good. And so I'm like, hey, you, your, your stuff actually, actually works really good. Um, and if we look, we looked at all the people that she registered from it, all the people we looked at line by line, and the quality density of her reps was actually pretty high. Like we're all going to get losers every once in a while and some quitters, but like overall the density of quality people was actually pretty decent. And we know we're like, well, we understand the way you might feel right now because you know, you you know you haven't had anything going on. The but the, the budget was really low on the funnel, so it's, it was taking a long time to get these reps. And like I understand that you might have had multiple weeks in a row where everything kind of felt sucky. Um, but the numbers say this thing's actually really good. And so, you know, she wasn't really used to making decisions based on that kind of data. She was kind of a little bit more used to saying, well, what is it, what does it kind of feel like right now? And that's, I've noticed that's what a lot of us do, right? We say, well, it feels slow. Like I'll, I'll tell you guys right up, right straight up that we've had weeks that have been extremely slow for us. Um, like we're, we're spending a lot of money on ads and all that stuff, but the, recruits are really low or the sales are really low and we're spending more than we're making. It's very rare that we have that, that intensive a week, but it, it does happen. And then we've had other weeks where literally every single person that takes a valuable action in the funnel, they end up closing. And we have massive weeks with like 1,500 or 15,000% return on investment. Like crazy. Because things ebb and flow. They come in waves. So that's what happens. And so as we started talking with her more and more, we realized that this emotionally was a tough time, but logically this funnel really, really works. So she wanted to shut the thing off. She wanted to shut off. She wanted to delete it and start from scratch. And we're like, well, you can do that if you want. But what I would do before turning this thing over to, to, the, to the death sentence, I would, I would scale this thing because at this rate, with the application rate like this, even if you had a way higher application rate and your close rate went down, you would still be really profitable. So I would scale this thing first, find out that it's really actually broken based on math, and then if it's broken, you can start a new funnel. You can build a new one. So, you know, she uh, she decided to do that. And um, I thought that was really, really big of her because, you know, mentorship is not when you just take a mentor's advice. It's when you disagree with a mentor's advice and you do it anyway. That's when mentorship begins. Because if you're if you always agree with your mentor's advice, you're not actually being mentored. You're just aligning. You're just, you're just doing what you think anyway. They're just telling you. So, um, so she now, and we don't expect blind followership by any stretch of the imagination, but it made sense to her. So she said, okay, I'll do that. So she did that. And she was a little afraid to scale the thing just based on those emotions, but she started to scale it, started to scale it, started to scale it. And, you know, we're going to fast forward a little bit. And, um, she just started recruiting people with the funnel and started to produce sales with that funnel again. And it's at a much higher scale. So rather than doing one or two a month, three a month with that funnel, she's getting closer to be able to doing like one or two a week, maybe three a week, four a week, and then just a little bit more scale, five, six, seven a week, and more and more and more, all with the same funnel. But since you know, when we we're talking about this budget, she was only spending like five bucks a day. That's such a tiny, tiny budget that... Remember the ebbs and flows I just said where we can have one week that's low and one week that's super high? Well, we can get through our ebb and flows within a week or two typically because we have a decent ad budget. If your ad budget is five bucks a day, 
it might take you a month or two to get out of, out of an ebb and get into a flow. But you see, you want to get through that stuff as fast as you possibly can. Get through that ebb and flow. And so as she's increasing her budget and becoming profitable again with that funnel, the ebb and flow is going to speed up. And um, so don't let emotions trick you. Always follow the data, follow the math, and you'll make much, much more better and strategic decisions. So anyway, with that being said, um, if, if for some reason you're still building old school and listening to this, it's okay, I get it. Um, but do the same thing with your old school process, right? Like, look at your data. What is it telling you? And, you know, if you're doing a fully old school process, you might even have really good closing ratios and stuff. You know, some people have even told me they've got like 50, 60, 70, 80% closing ratios with old school. That's cool. That's fine. But if it takes you a month to get, a, to get someone in, that's insanity. That's crazy, right? It takes us an hour, right? Because we can have massive scale. So, you know, run it through a couple brain cells and, um, and crunch your numbers. So anyway, uh, mad props to this gal who did this. If she ever listens to this, um, we're very, very proud of you. Um, and for everyone that's doing this, we're very, very proud of them as well. So anyway, hopefully you found some value in this. Um, uh, if you did, let me do me a favor, leave a rating down below. I know there's, I mean, I can see the numbers. I know how many people listen to the podcast. There's, there is a lot. Um, when I say I see the numbers, I see them like once every six months. So I don't actually know the numbers on a daily basis. But I know it's, I know every single episode has um, multiple hundreds, if not thousands of unique listeners, um, depending on the episode. And I think some of them even more than that. And uh, there is a lot less ratings than there are listeners. So I know there's a lot of people getting value from this podcast. And I'm so grateful that you're getting value from it. I'm so pumped that you're spending some of your time with us. Um, the thing I ask in return is take three minutes. Um, and, uh, that's, that's like one fifth of the time it takes me to do one of these podcasts. Each one is like at least 10 to 15 minutes plus prep, plus a debriefing, plus paying for the editor. Um, so if you don't mind, just take three minutes and, uh, leave a rating and review, click the five-star button, leave a review. It's literally like one fifth of the time it takes us to produce one episode. And uh, we'd be so, so grateful for that. So leave a rating and review. That'd be amazing. Do it right now. Turn this episode off, hit pause, go to the bottom, hit the five-star button, hit write a review and write a super duper stellar review and we'd be so grateful so anyway with that hopefully you have an amazing day and we'll talk to y'all soon